We're here in the studio with every gay in Australia. Yeah. <laughs> there's like seven of us. This, this is the podcast, and it's a, it, it really, I feel like we are the super friends of gay. I know. <laughs> They're like the gay vengeance. <laughs> we are the gay vengeance. <laughs> I want to be the Scarlet Widow. Oh my God. <laughs> Um, I want to be the purple glory hole. <laughs> oh. I'm the amazing asshole. <laughs> Fabulous Adam Richard, outrageous Scott Brennan, punctual Toby Sullivan, uh-huh. available with Snelling. All rose from Golden Girls. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, joining us, the austere mother Paul Horan. Good evening. <laughs> <laughs> wow, such austerity. I know. Oh, now, man. normally we uh, get you in for the poofcast, but uh, for the poof, for the poofstery. Yes. But you have been addressed in a letter yes. to Dear Talking Puffy. Oh. So uh, this is our letter. I said letter, Wiz. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The things that people used to write. Oh, really? Yeah. Are you yeah. Guys? Oh, share oh. more stories from your oh. dimly remembered youth, God, we Mother Horn. hear about vellum, <laughs> <laughs> papyrus. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is a, an, an electronic letter uh, and email. Oh, on the computer phone. Yes. Oh. Uh, it's from Adam, who's happy to be named, not Bevan. Um, <laughs> he says, hi, Poofsters. I have to thank you and Wes for the new can of Wes segment. Oh. Uh, <laughs> he basically, he is asking us about, uh, we did a, an episode recently where Wes brought up the, brought up the topic of gaugeism. And right. after giggling insanely about the gaugeism, <laughs> we eventually started talking about ageing and right. what what do we do now? Because we are the largest group of yeah, yes. living gay people at this age. Yeah. Jesus Christ, it makes us sound like the Great Barrier Reef. We are. <laughs> In that so many ways. Only uh, we're a lot craggier. <laughs> yeah. But he said it struck parts a, of us are dying. <laughs> it struck a particular chord as my hubby of 15 years and I were returning from a weekend away on the coast in the Gulf with the dog. Yes, we're a gay middle class. <laughs> Cliche. <laughs> Good and, on you guys. And had spent some time over the weekend trying to figure out what's next. Neither of us has a thing to complain about with our lives and we're both happy with our house, our jobs, our friends, etc. But at 41 and 42, have suddenly started to wonder where it's heading. What's Ooh. left to look forward to? Is there a real challenge left? Do we even give a shit? Mm. <laughs> Important wow. questions. And then we drove off <laughs> the road. Thelma <laughs> <laughs> and Louise style with the dog. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah, they say, you know, they, they there's all that, you know, they've got a growing intolerance for kids because mm. all the people their age have annoying children. And you go to resorts and things and there they are being annoying. <laughs> um but uh, as Toby said, what are the options? Who are the role models if you don't want to end up in rural Victorian hospitality? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they did, uh, Adam did ask, I'd love you guys to revisit this and maybe Mother Horan has some older role models with different life paths he could enlighten us with, basically saying we're a bunch of shallow fuckers and the intelligent <laughs> one might have something more interesting. Uh, I'm liking Adam more and more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's got his finger on the pulse, let's face it. <laughs> and he drives the golf. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, basically, you know, what? what, what is next for us? Like, we don't have children. We don't mm. have, yeah. you know, that... That whole thing taking up our entire lives. There's like, only so many times you can retile the kitchen. Yeah, yeah. And, and is you there know, though? 
But even, <laughs> and people who have right, kids, <laughs> like that goes on forever. Like the kids yeah. end up in their 20s yeah. and their 30s and they have kids. And that's yeah. your life becomes all about the extended, you know, your family growing and changing. Whereas we're, you know, what? Sitting yeah. around watching repeats of the Golden Girls. I don't know. <laughs> but it, but it, that, you know, within all of those statements are these kind of weird coded stuff that we've got to get rid of. Mm. For example, because you've got kids, it means that you've got meaning in your life. Yes. And that's bullshit. That because bullshit. because kids can be meaning or they can not be meaning. Well, they can be a source of meaning. Demeaning. There like, are bad mothers and there <laughs> are good fathers and there are whatever. And and, and kids can sell all your stuff, <laughs> cash converters, yeah. to feed their little habits. But it is it is that really <laughs> odd thing with straight people of. Um, I've got kids, therefore all the meaning sorted. Yeah, mm. yeah. I don't but need religion. That, I don't need everything. I've yeah. got kids, and look, that's actually quite valid and good on them because mm. you know it's an but extraordinary it, thing. It but, is extraordinary, but in the same way that Adam's saying, "Well, what next? What next?" There's that same kind of brick wall with a lot of people when they have kids. It's like, "Well, I've had kids. I'm sorted. I don't actually I don't have, actually, have to do anything. I don't have now. to do anything. It, it's it's yeah. actually they're facing a similar just keep thing. renovating yeah, the yeah. house. Yeah, you know, just, until the kids leave. I, yeah. It's just distraction. Usually. Uh, at Christmas, I would go back to New Zealand and have d- a series of dinners with uh, lawyers and accountants that I went to university with. And um, Wow, you make it sound so fun. Oh, <laughs> it is. Instead uh, of us hanging around with our cabaret friends. And, yeah. and increasingly, <laughs> and this was a very, very common thing. I've done this for almost, God, 15, 20 years now. And increasingly, the eyes are on you, even though... You know, I've got a partner and all that kind of stuff. There's this kind of look they give oh, you, right. kind of going, you know, Sh- Cherie's now at college and, you know, so-and-so's playing the violin. And how's your cat? <laughs> <laughs> and there is, but there's also that kind of, you know, there is the, from some you get the pity. Yeah. Mm. Kind of going, well, you don't have kids. You know, therefore, oh, old and gay. We know yeah, what that means. Yeah. Um, there's also the thing of kind of, I wish I had your life. Mm. Yeah, yes. right. I wish I had your freedom. Th- although, you know, because even though you've got a partner and responsibilities, you, because you don't have children, yeah. you've got this freedom, this assumed freedom, mm. which is also bullshit. Yeah. So it's a very weird thing. I'm, I didn't go back this year. I'm vaguely pleased I didn't. Right. <laughs> is this a reflection of what we've often noted here is that, you know, people write to us about, oh, I'm single and I wish I had a, a partner and partnered people writing just saying, oh, I wish I was single again. Oh, I want to get rid of this dead one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> is the grass, is always, the grass is always greener. That you know, Absolutely. if you don't have kids, you think, oh, if I had kids, it would be a lot simpler. And if you do have kids, you just think, oh, I wish I could fuck off to see Mariah for a night. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? I, don't, yeah. I don't think it's just about the having kids thing, but I think that's like you know, we like that. That's the the general society we live in. Like society's built around having kids. Yes, yes. It's, and there's a genetic imperative. You know, but all it's that also kind of thing. built around defaults. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Default, like, I, I have children, therefore I have meaning. Yes, I have a mortgage, absolutely. therefore I have security. Mm. Yeah. I have a partner, therefore I am... I get I'm, sex. <laughs> I'm a, <laughs> therefore I Someone's must be monogamous. <laughs> All of these things are totally defaults. Yeah. yeah. And the thing is, too, the great thing about gay life is we don't have the defaults built in. Mm. We've got to say, well, I choose this, I choose that. And we've got to make conscious decisions yes. about everything. And as you get older, you, those being brave and making choices just gets harder and scarier and that's the thing about these guys is that they've you know they've got all of these things around them mm. but making brave choices now as you get older uh, is scary. just as 
damn scary. I think yeah. the, the other thing, this is something we touched on last time, is that because there was, you know, there, our community was decimated yeah. by mm. the generation above us yeah. was wiped out. So we don't have anyone we can go... Oh, that's I'm, what they did. I might do what they're doing. Yeah, I might yes. follow that path. Mm. Like the the path to us seems to be, you know, making leather outfits at the back of the <laughs> <laughs> running or, one up on your singer's thumb, or opening a B and B. Yeah, in Wood End. <laughs> but like, there's no like we don't have that. You know, yeah. but surely that's a strength. That, 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 a, that we get to forge well, our own I, path. I would regardless. like. I would love all of these role models and all of those guys that I was at the very end of the whole epidemic um, when I was coming out as bright, young, and gay. Um, but so that was. I saw that. Um, but I and I would love for all of those guys still to be here yeah. and for for to have them as role models. Mm. But the fact that they're not here. Doesn't that's not necessarily a, a great weakness? No, because we can make it up. Mm. Yes, and that's cool. And no one else, no yeah. one else gets a chance to do that. That's true. That's why I think the energy going um, into gay marriage kind of bores me. A lot. Yeah, is yeah. because kind of going once again. That's a default. I don't want a default in my life. I want to say I, think I choose. That, I mean that. That's one of those things. It's just like you go well. I keep saying to people, it's like, well, as soon as there's gay marriage, we've got nothing left to, to argue about. Well, yeah. We're done. <laughs> exactly. yeah. We've got nothing. And mm. traditionally, we have been a kind of reactionary sort of yeah. um, community. Yeah. And so if we've we're got not, nothing We're not terribly against, proactive. <laughs> no. If we've got nothing to fight against, then what, what are what we, we going to do? Well, we just have to fake each other and, and you know, take yeah. ammo. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, you know what we're very good at is designing GPS programs to find each other. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. But you know what? Oh, if we could channel that... <laughs> we could use those powers for good yeah. and not evil. But I would say to Adam, who's written the letter, that there's nothing wrong with living happily ever after. No. Yeah. Like, you know, you, you say that you've got everything that you want and you've got everything you need. Like, there's nothing wrong with just going, well, I'm actually really happy. I, yeah. have, I have found with myself, now that, you know, I'm about to next week be 29 again. <laughs> <laughs> I've, my, the thing that I've loved more than anything at the moment is mentoring. Is like yes, and that, but that's like a career thing. Like that's you know talking to young comedians and helping mm. them with just things that you know basic stagecraft shit that no one tells you until yeah. mm. you fuck it up. <laughs> yeah, and just you know kind of doing that kind of stuff. I've really enjoyed doing that, and maybe that's something. I think that's yeah. something that that yeah. we have time for that people yeah. with children. Do yeah. not. Yes. They yeah. do not have time yes. to mentor. I've they actually found the same thing with with directing and teaching. Yeah. Um, actually, yeah. It's really enriching. Kind of it it kind of feels. Well, it's also so. It's good to celebrate knowing what you know. Yeah. yeah. You kind of go. I actually. I'm forty seven. It's forty six. I'm forty six. Twenty nine. Twenty nine. We don't say the four word in here. We don't say the four word. Twenty nine. Sorry, people. My um, age is the answer to the life and the universe and everything. But you, <laughs> you make a really, great point. I really people. like knowing what I know. Yeah, and, and it's, it's and good. It's good to celebrate. It's that. good to remind yourself as well because in the kind of the areas that we work in, we don't have. You know, it's not like we're working in accounting firms where you kind of get a raise and you get a yeah. promotion. You get blah blah. You work your way up the corporate ladder. Mm. We all kind of vaguely work sort of in yeah. the arts 
sort of. Um, yeah. And you, so you don't get those kind of markers. And But when you have to actually mentor or teach or direct or anything like that, you kind of go, oh, actually, I do know something. I do know yeah. heaps of and stuff. And it's, it's good to remind yourself that, you know, you know I've got and to you know the what? age of 40 yeah. and I've picked up a couple of things. No yeah. one but poofters are better at being smart ass. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. We are, we are good at telling other people what to do. But in general, Paul, you make a very elegant point that um, you have a responsibility to keep yourself interested and interesting. Yeah. And, uh, that, yes. and that if you've got kids, that can kind of, uh, that decision is made for you. And if you mm. don't, then you've got to, Adam and his, and his boyfriend driving back from, from Ocean Grove mm. or, you know, wherever the, the hell they were, you can't be interested in nothing. There must no. be something that interests you. Yeah. Uh, embrace the fact you've got the latitude to pursue that. Yes. And as you say, make a difficult choice. Go yeah. back to uni. Do whatever, whatever you want to do. But also to be do write your rural romance novel that you've always wanted to <laughs> uh, We're all halfway <laughs> through ours. Yes. One of the great bourgeois cliches, if you want to indulge in, you know, in your golf and your dog and all those sort of cliches, one of the other great cliches is doing, you know, doing something fucked when you're 50 and, you know, <laughs> yes. moving to Tuscany for a year or whatever it was because you've doing got the resources and the time. <laughs> <laughs> but it is, you know, you've got the latitude yeah. to do it, and you should uh, should be bold and brave enough to to do it, to take a flyer while you can. Mm, yeah, but there's like there's a whole lot of volunteering that you can do. There's a whole bunch. Yeah, of, good uh, point. Yeah, you know, there's there's hobbies. There's there's all sorts of stuff that I've you can... been volunteering lately. What have you been volunteering? I volunteer at, at Vision Australia, and I narrate audiobooks for blind people. Oh my god! I do, How yes. cool! I know, it's fantastic. So do you, do you read them to or is it real more than volunteering? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. No, no, it actually yeah. came about because Thank I... You because, <laughs> Thank you, Wiz. No, because I do so much corporate whoring, I do so many voiceovers. Yeah. Um, uh, Air Force, accomplished. Um, <laughs> I, um, hang on, that was a tweet from Cher. Hang on a minute. <laughs> But I really, I kind of went, well, I just feel like I'm this corporate whore all the time selling things to people that I don't really need. Yeah. How do I kind of address that balance and use my powers for good? I'll go and read for Blindy McBlindies, You're which awesome. is what they actually ask you blindies. to call them. Yeah, Blindy McBlindies. Blindy McBlindies. <laughs> 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 things like that are really, are yeah. really good. To yeah. So. I think it's also to um, having hung out with these friends um, who are, always talking about how they lose contact because of children and things like that. Mm -hmm. They lose contact with all their other friends. And that's the things that as gays and gay couples you can do is actually stay in contact with your own people yeah. a lot better. Yes. And you know, and I'm I'm a shocker for saying, oh come around for dinner and not. Yeah. Having, um, <laughs> I have been around for dinner though. You you all have yes. probably. Um, <laughs> the, but also that's a, that's another thing you can do is you know we've got the ability to actually really interweave our groups of friends much better. And also if we're friends with other gay couples or other gay people in the same stage yeah, of their yeah. lives, that you can actually create a community and, yeah. you know, still actually have that active and yeah, uh, rather than all just hiding at home with your little kitties. Also, do you get to choose your friends a little bit? This is a theory, an unformed theory, mm. but you do get to choose your <laughs> friends a lot more yeah. When, yeah. when you're a gay, gay uh, single person or a couple. Because... Um, 
my sister is always um, talking about, um, there's a really rude term, which I won't even say, uh, for the parents that she's forced to deal with. Oh, oh the in-laws. Yes. Yeah, well, just all of those or just school mums. Kinder mums. Oh, yes. Yes. And she said, she said, you don't choose these people because your children choose them. Yeah. And often you find all these, you're exposed to all these random new great people. But she says, the bulk of them are actual bastards. Right. <laughs> and, <laughs> and because and because Jane's single mum, um, all of a sudden there's you know, you're forced and there's a lot of kind of oh, you're single. Oh, oh, and doing it so, tough. so all of a sudden that and she, Jane is you know, she's forced to kind of deal with all of these people. And it's really fascinating. And I it, kind of thought to myself, I don't have to do that. No. It's yeah. cool. That is awesome. Yeah. You absolutely. know, the, you, you might bump into some people at the park when you're walking the dog, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, you don't and form friendships with the people no. that, that pick up poo in front but of you. When you're getting your schnauzers groomed, <laughs> you can meet some fascinating <laughs> new gay couples who look exactly right. like you. Yes. <laughs> Uh, Bevan and Bevan, oh, shout but, out! But to there, you. there is there is a particular type of hatred that you have for for like a mother obsessed with their child. <gasps> like there is nothing worse <sighs> than that fucking. Have you uh, unfriended them? The Facebook ones that just yes, it's a torrent yes. of photos of children. Yes, yeah. and I yeah, wonder yeah. sometimes, oh, is that me hating on it because I don't have any kids? And it's like, no, no, I had a kid uh, for six years. Yes. Yeah, my yeah. Caleb is gifted. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, my God. And even, even, like, oh, prams in cafes. Oh, my God. How fucking gay first world am I? Prams in cafes. Prams in cafes shit me. Oh, my God. I cannot get a latte without the screaming of a baby. Oh, my God. And and those mothers with prams who walk down the street expecting you to get out of the fucking way and not even move. And, you know, I'm climbing over a cactus to get, you know, while they get past or something. (laughs) I'm on a fucking ranch. I'm on a ranch. I'm just, oh, God. It's I, a, but it's, it's also the... It's fucking Square. The fucking rams are coming at you. I'm climbing over I'm a cactus. Moving. I'm not moving. I'm climbing over a cactus so you can get fucking past with your ugly Where baby. Where are you buying your coffee? North Dakota. Hell, <laughs> 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 <Al-McCoy-key. laughs> There's also that look that a bedraggled mum does have. Yes. And the valid one, you think, boy, you've had a hard day. Mm. But then there's the, I'm going to push it 10% extra for a bit of extra sympathy. Oh, yeah. And it's that kind of, oh, oh, thing. Oh. And you just kind of go, lady, wow. yeah, I want to slap you now. If that's yeah. what you choose to use your vagina for, then that's your problem. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, you know, I shut the fuck up. You know, it's not like 1850 and it was a Victorian woman who had to, like, do all the laundry by hand. Yes. And, yeah. yeah. And beat it's it with stones and eat yeah. coal and you had fucking ten of them. She's probably got a cleaning lady. Yeah. You oh. are a 37-year-old lawyer. Yes. Called Margaret, who yeah. has given and birth exactly to a child that. named after a spice. Yeah. <laughs> Who's, and whose car is bigger than any house I've ever yeah, lived yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And oh. she probably lives in a city in a converted old workers' cottage yes. where 60 years beforehand, someone hand reared 10 children That's exactly. right. on a dirt on a, floor. On yes. a dirt floor, eating lumps of coal. <laughs> so the fact that. And you now are. she's living in the same house now, going, oh my life. Oh, oh it's and so the fact that. You can't carry a five kilogram pack of organic quinoa. 
Pierre de Montes to your SUV is of no fucking concern to me. And my one wish is that I live long enough to drive the bus that runs you over. (laughs) (laughs) They should have handles on those bags. Oh, yes. But they're just the package. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think we've... uh... Oh, wow. So I guess what we're saying, Adam, in response to the letter is count yourself fucking yeah, lying. Right <laughs> Jesus. But yeah, I say, you know, you've got a lot, you've got shitloads of time on your hand. Do do whatever you want with it. Yeah. Start an organic quinoa farm. Yeah. Make yeah. one of the rooms in your house a knitting room or something. <laughs> or a sling room. Or both. <laughs> a knitted sling room. A knitted sling yes. room. Oh, oh yes, let's all get together and knit slings for the soldiers. <laughs> oh. Yarn bombing be damned. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, my eyes hurt. Uh, <laughs> I'll get you, my pretty, and your little dog too. <laughs> oh my god, I, I'm loving that we've resurrected this segment. Oh, the, the old ways with the, best. the paddles. Yeah, uh, clear. It's time for the talking puffy update. Whoa, never gets old. <laughs> talking puffy news on the hour. More strife for the new iPhone operating system following the recent Apple Maps debacle in which the new phones gave wildly inaccurate location information to users. This time, it's Grindr users who are grumpy, complaining that the app is now too accurate and is insisting on reporting their actual ages. (laughs) And speaking of Grindr, it's time to announce this week's Gay Lotto results. (laughs) And the draw is as follows. Twink, twink. Drag queen, cabin crew, has a girlfriend, X, and the supplementary is Trevor Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, get, get ready for this. This is an item from the actual news. Ooh, real news. This is true. The Herald Sun of December 29 reports that customers and staff were terrorised by masked bandits at Broadmeadows Supray. <laughs> <laughs> As men stormed the store shortly before closing it, time. It, it wouldn't be hard to scare them, though, would it? <laughs> Very exciting, however, because Talking Puffy Investigations is able to bring you... Hang on, we have Talking Puffy have, Investigations yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Headed up by Remington Steel. Great. Uh, Remington Steel. Remington Steel <laughs> from Talking Puffy Investigations. It's part of the Ponds Institute. <laughs> But we have been able to secure an exclusive recording of those thieves preparing for the heist in the getaway car in transit to the actual robbery. Wow. So, um, Adam, here it is, the unreleased gangster recordings of the great Broadmeadows Supre robbery. Okay, girls, everyone listening. Spider, Lefty, Big Al, Mr. Pink. Everyone paying attention? Good. Now, everyone put your stockings on. Oh, lefty on your head. <laughs> it's a disguise, not a support garment. Honestly, I don't know why you're so obsessed with your gams. They're perfectly fine. I'm telling you, while you've got cop killer prison tattooed on your neck, no one's worrying about your bow fucking legs, girl. You should be robbing a cosmetic surgeon. Right, we're nearly there. So let's run over the plan again. Spider, you go in first. Take the staff in the back room and hold them there while we get the loot. Oh, Spider, can you make sure you do your whole butch shouting thing? Anyone else want to be a fucking hero? Oh, shoot, you're right in the fucking face. Oh, what am I like? Oh, I pissed myself a bit then. (laughs) Sluts pay some attention. 
spider. You take the stuff in the back and then we'll all get the loot. Remember, Al, we're looking for cash from the till, any valuables and anything in light summer fabrics with citrus tones, especially deep v-necks. I'm a 16, but fuck it, get a 14. I need the motivation to do it. And Mr. Pink, have you still got your heart set on that swing toe? Mm-hmm. Fucker. Okay, one of those as well, Spider. Got it? Oh, I just realised something. What, you dizzy outlaw? Uh, once we've got the loot, we'll be getting away with a swag. With our usual swag. (laughs) (laughs) I should have joined the common cheer. (laughs) Right, girls, here we are. Killing time! (laughs) Podcast on the review. With Lorna and Lorna. Let's round up the review with I Got Fucked by Big Black Dick 10. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, I did. I, I, I quite like this one. I quite. Because I thought it might be. A, open a window. Oh, Somebody so, open a window. Oh, so, it's so stuffy in here. No, I was excited. I was excited by this oh, one. Have because, you got the air con on, Lorna? Oh, it's okay. Like, you're you right. you're, oh, you're having a flush, love. You're oh, having a flush. Oh, good God. Someone's left the oven running. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh. oh, God, the scones. The scones are still on. Somebody open a window. Oh, oh. God. Oh, there's modern oh. buildings. Can you open oh, a window? There's modern <laughs> buildings. Flash. You can't open windows. Oh, darling. And the lifts Sweet. don't have oh. proper numbers on oh, them and all no. the clocks are electric. <laughs> Why can't they do anything the old ways? All I want is to open a window. <laughs> That's so wrong. I know it's old-fashioned. I just want... All I want to do is open a window oh, and talk God. about I got fucked by being black Oh, God. <laughs> oh, you okay, Zal? You're back on track now? Is that okay? You all right? It's the change, Lorna. Oh, it it's is the, the change. change. Oh, <laughs> Oh, oh, just no, just have a, got me running ragged. Have another cube of cheese and gherkin. That'll, <laughs> it'll settle you down. Oh, the doctor's given me pills, oh, but sometimes really? I just want a strong sherry and some gherkin. Oh, fair enough too. <laughs> As do we all. Yeah, but I was quite excited by I got fucked by a big black dick. Oh, tent. really? <laughs> because because you know I love a period drama, and so <laughs> I was. I was quite excited by this. Well, and I, I, I'm well, so, so was I, but I must remark Helena Bottom Carter's put on weight. Oh, yes. <laughs> and grown a big black dick. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I always, think, I always thought she was underused by Tim Burton. Oh, no, no, I did. I did. They, we, you know, if you're blessed with that kind of appendage, you know, we should have seen that in the Headless Horseman or something. Honestly. <laughs> she wasn't credited. No, she wasn't. The listed performers are J.D. Daniels, T.J. Gold and Hole Hunter. <laughs> I know. That's Spanish. I think it's Hole. Hole. Yes. Hole Hunter. Hole Hunter. Yes. Oh, oh so, gosh. <clears throat> yes. And Kyle Hallowell, who was in the Spice Girls, I think. That's true. Yes, That's true. Was, yes. So it's quite a star-studded number. It was. Kyle's, and there were a few studs. There were yes. a few studs. I'm talking I... about the metallic kind. I should get my bedazzler out again, actually. <laughs> oh, that's a great idea. I don't think I'd want to try what some of those chaps had, though. I think that it hurt. 
Oh, that would, that, they were just showing off, they Lorna. They were just showing off. They were just off. attention seekers. But you honestly, know? that was a big black dick, wasn't it? It really was. Oh, I don't know how he keeps the blood in his head while he's... <laughs> I just, honestly, I didn't think there was that much in a human body. Look, Carl seemed to really enjoy holding onto that elevator door and seemed to be enjoying every thrust. He really did, didn't he? The way his eyes were bulging. Mm. It was like, oh, it was like when my cat brings up a furball. <laughs> <laughs> honestly. <laughs> Oh, Lord, I'm, oh, I'm absolutely, I'm exhausted. Oh, you are, sh- oh, gosh. Oh, I'm you going might. to have a, I'm going to have a lie down and masturbate furiously. Yes, oh, I might go home and, oh, well, Les is having a nap, so I might just grab his hand and have a crack at this. Well, that was the Poofcast. Uh, thank you, Mother Horan, for helping us with oh, our letter. Look, a pleasure. And uh, developing ourselves. Over the <laughs> you're next my week. idol, like, you're my <laughs> idol now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And... That reminds me of a song. (laughs) Shine bright like a (laughs) diamond. I do do love that Mother Horan's answer to everything is, oh, fuck it, what's wrong with you? (laughs) (laughs) Amen, amen, Vicar. Stop whinging. (laughs) This is the most excellent episode of Nanny and the Professor ever. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be back next time on the Poofka. Underbelly Gayness, the untold, seedy story of the gay gangland feud that had the nation totally indifferent. It's the story of Australia's most tedious arse bandit bandits. <laughs> Summer, 1994. It was Melrose Place night at notorious Melbourne gangster hangout Rongans. Jake the Poof was drinking with his henchmen when he noticed a rival slim crim across the bar. Joel Sloppy Romingi decided to settle a score. Joel, darling, air kisses, mwah, mwah. Love those baggy 501s and that Stussy t-shirt. <gasps> Have you lost just the tiniest little bit of weight, like off your face mainly? Oh, God, no. I haven't had a minute to myself to cook properly now. I'm dealing ketamine on the north side. Mm. Making a fortune, but no time for housekeeping. Sometimes I envy you, Jake. All the spare time you must have. Who's your Twinkie friend over there? Ugh, name's Adam. Won't shut up. Thinks he's some sort of comedian or something. (laughs) Now, Joel, Mm -hmm. down the north side. Yes. You know, I've been dealing that territory for years. It's my territory, Joel. Honey, you need to embrace change. Who do you think you are? I was pimping drag queens for Risties when you were still going to Bross concerts last year. (sighs) 
We have an agreement. I run the north side with ecstasies, rent boys, and a mid-priced chain of hair salons. And you run the south side with special K, pickpockets at pokies, and bootleg porn tapes of Alexis Arquette. You greedy slut. Ah! At least when I'm being a slut, I don't prolapse in the back seat of my cousin's <gasps> taxi. One time! Once! And he paid me $12. <laughs> my therapist said I need to validate myself oh. and not let older male authority figures intimidate me anymore. Okay, I'm taking over the north side and there's nothing you can do about it. Why won't you ever support me? Thirsty bitch. Crusty fuckstain. Right, that's it! Oh my god, he shot him right in the asshole. Ah, oh, the rudeness. When Jake the Poof shot Joel Sloppy Remingy right in the asshole that night, it set off a chain of events no one could have seen coming or cared about. It would set Twink against Twink. Queen against Queen, Molly against Richard Wilkins, and one person would come through it all on top. Talk poofy to me.